This is Cartoon Joe, and you're listening to the Movie Podcast Network. We're here to ask you to head over to Patreon and show us some support. If you've ever dreamed of unlocking the Rob-based nude photo archive, or if you've been wanting to sponsor the official GeekCast Live Pony, go to Patreon and pledge accordingly. That's patreon.com slash geekcastlive. Cartoon Joe here. If you enjoy what we do and you'd like us to do more of it, please be sure to like and subscribe to us on iTunes or wherever you get podcasts. And be sure to leave us a five-star review. Apparently, that stuff matters, and we've been not paying attention to it for the past four years. So give us five stars today. Thanks. If you want to get in contact with us outside of the show, be sure to check us out at GeekCast Live on the Facebook machine, or check us out on Twitter at GeekCast Live. Nico here, looking for more great content. Just a reminder to check out our good buddies over at waywardraven.com. For cool gear, novelties, fun stuff, check them out. Enter our discount code. You know what it is. It's Neckbeard for 15% off your order. Check them out at waywardraven.com. If you Player want one some coffee? really good Whoa. coffee. Roasted by gamers for gamers. Get yourself some Player One coffee at playeronecoffee.com. Enter our discount code. You know what it is. Geekcast Live. And get yourself a certain amount of money off on First Person Smoother. Check them out at at PlayerOneCoffee.com. It's God's gift to gamers. Previously on GCL. That's an urban legend. No, I've seen him do it. He was the realist. He said, said, do you want chili? And I said, "Uh, sure. He goes, it's deer chili. I said, awesome. He goes, yeah, we made it. uh, Gosh, made that about a month ago. (laughs) <laughs> he took like the first he took like the first two, like the first two inches off and then put like uh plugged the crock button. I was like, you know what? I'll so, pass. I'll just take a beer instead. I'll fucking pass. It's a trap! Welcome what? to another riveting episode of <clears throat> Cast Live Podcast. Rivets. I am your host, GCR, and with me, as always, Rob Bass. And Cartoon Joe! <laughs> <laughs> um, right away, before we forget it, I think we should probably announce the winner of the second annual Geek Cast Live Bracket Challenge. Yeah, bring the pain. What do we got? In an absolute landslide. Wow! Really? It was. I'm just hold on. I'm. I'm just stop right there. I'm totally. I'm totally amazed that it was not a neck and neck battle. No matter who it won. was. It was so extremely one sided that one of the picks didn't even get a vote. That oh. can't. I. I, I can't. Man, that's brutal. The winner for the best episode title in the first four seasons of GeekCast Live is the Mediocre Adventures of Hillary. Oh, <laughs> wow. A seven seed. Boss Hog the Defiler didn't even place. Didn't even get a vote. Damn. I am stunned. 
I am also stunned. I thought for sure there'd at least be, it'd Something. be close, you know? Right. Maybe we'd have to like, uh, like, you know, call my dad for a tiebreaker or something. Mm-hmm. But nope. Uh, the Mediocre Adventures of Illinois Smith. Congratulations. Congratulations. Absolutely. What a who's, great, uh, who's it is a great episode that? title. Joe's, I think. I believe that's Joe's. I, think I believe that, I believe that is, uh, and whatever his, uh, whatever his fucking uh bracket was called like a uh, ghost chips and murder or something yeah an illinois murder or something that sounds right so oh i i'm well, breathless damn. i'm breathless and uh i just spent from the anticipation there <laughs> that's, that's now rough. if if uh, if you're listening and if you have ideas for next year's bracket please share it with us because um, not that we don't have ideas, but we'd like to get a fresh, uh, fresh opinion on it. Absolutely. I'm yeah, watching any, any uh, feedback you've got. Actually, would be be fantastic. I'm I'm currently watching. What? Whoa! <laughs> Why did you say what? What word did you sorry, use? I, sorry, I. I think that uh, was more than just like a guttural response to something. I uh I stumbled and fell. And stub my foot all at the same time. Ah, yeah, that's good. Sorry, carry on. Uh, I'm watching a movie. I've, I've, I don't remember a scene in X Men Apocalypse wherein like the Estonian police use a bow and arrow to kill Magneto's daughter. Oh yeah, that's the thing that happened. Ah, I think so. Hmm. Is that a scene that happens? I think so. What a terrible movie. It's a really bad movie. It's so much like they had so much potential for that and they squandered all of it. Right now it seems bad like movie. possibly the arrow also killed his wife. Like one arrow went through both. Well, it was Hawkeye who's making his <laughs> debut in the fucking X-Men universe. Who? Uh Hawkeye. Infinity War is only it's uh it's not far away at all. It's uh, about Two a week weeks? away. A week? Oh it's man. Next thir- it's next Thursday night. It is next Thursday night. Shit. And there are uh there are uh the the rumor mill is really heating up with uh well, naturally. With, well with the plots and everything. Well this is you gotta think of this it's only it's a week away and we ha- we don't know anything about the movie. Which is well, uh, I know, I know, I know. Spider Man's in it. I mean, I got to argue well, with you there. Yeah, that's, but you know, that's true. And, we do. and Josh Brolin will also make an appearance. He says, "I got to, I got to argue with you there." <laughs> <laughs> you total dick. But <laughs> uh, just saying, I got to, I'm gonna have to, I'm gonna have to argue with that. Agree to disagree. <laughs> but honestly so, like in this day and age it's really impressive how well they've kept it like fairly under wraps given like technology and leaks and people constantly putting shit on the internet well the russos they just talked about how they ga- they gave everyone fake scripts in the mm-hmm. movie <laughs> so everyone in the movie was given a fake script and then they'd come to the set to film and really they'd told, yeah and they'd be told like oh by the way that script no that's fake. Here's what you're. Here's the scene you're filming today, and they filmed it so out of order and so compartmentalized that none of them 
know what the plot of the movie is. So you can't even have, there isn't a scenario where uh, Dave Bautista knows the plot of the movie. Well, he never does anyway. They don't, well, they don't give him anything. I mean, that's they, give him, they give him a water dish. <laughs> they give him a water dish. Like he's a dog. They, they trot him out there and just repeat lines. Stand around and then occasionally grunt. So then it also brings up the fact that, like, are the things that we've seen in trailers... Complete uh, misdirections? Right, is it just all misdirection? Did it even... Probably. Uh, were they scenes filmed specifically for a trailer just to fuck with us all? I would, I would like be the so pleased. Scenario? Yes, like that. And now you've got... Uh, um, You've got Josh Brolin talking about how he was, uh, you know, there's a, there's a scene he filmed where, uh, you know, he looks and there's Chris Evans and there's, uh, you know, there's Hemsworth. And then he says Brie, which would be Brie Larson, who's not supposed to be in this movie. Right. So is he talking about Avengers 4? Did he just let something slip? Because they filmed them simultaneously, didn't they? Right. And that's the other thing. Yeah. So. So that you know, so it's two movies well, you, you with the Well, I mean, that's not really. You know, she's going to be in the fourth because you know, her standalone Correct. comes out. Between. Right. Correct, but could he be talking? I mean, in, no, no, he's not. You don't think so? I mean, she no. could. She very well could no. make a no. prominent appearance in Infinity no. War. No. Why no? Nope, just no. You know, you just so? have. A, you're just saying that you're taking that one bit of knowledge. You're taking that for. Uh, for you're you're not denying. That they're telling the truth on that on that front. Uh, double, double negative equals proof positive. I I didn't know what I was saying there. I'm a, I was a little. Words are hard sometimes. They are. They are hard. I've got. I have like a mouthful of jelly beans. Yeah, I feel like you did like some really good lawyer shit there. I'm on the stand and now I'm backpedaling. <laughs> now you, and I've framed you for murder. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm just I I, no, I mean fucking nightmare. <laughs> I, I don't I they're not gonna they're not going to introduce a character like that that's so not well known in like some kind of a bit not not exposed place. Oh they absolutely could at this point. I believe they, they're they're they did that with Black Panther. When? And well, Civil, Civil War. Civil War they just uh, kind of Well, all right, but he was he had, a, he had and there's on, Black no, no, Panther. No, no. He had a major role in that movie, and Black would, Panther is much well, would, much more well known than Captain Marvel. I would disagree with that. I I believe well, what's I'm gonna. Just, I honestly think what's going to happen is right at the end of the movie when all hope is lost, you know, uh, all of a sudden, bang! There's Captain Marvel, and something happens, and then that's the end of the movie. I think she will be. You, you guys are, you guys, I mean, amongst others, but you two particularly are like giant Captain Marvel Homer apologists. So I, I don't I think, love I don't, I don't think that I think she's phenomenal. That character doesn't bring the panache, though. She's the most up. powerful character in the Marvel, in the in MCU. Well, I, I I freely admit I, I don't know enough about the comic backstory. That That seems to make no sense to me, but that's neither here nor there. She's still not that well known. And I don't think you could drop her into a plot line unless it was like she, a trail at like the. End she is. Or. She isn't well known to the uh, layman. 
that I'll give mm-hmm. you. My wife doesn't know who Captain Marvel is. Right. So I, I, I think it's even the, the last big civil war that happened, along with many like Thanos-related stories in the Marvel comic universe. Uh, they've featured very prominently Captain Marvel as one of the frontal characters. Say that again from the beginning. Captain Marvel has shown up a lot in the new Civil Wars and, and in the uh, Thanos-related stories in the comics. It's okay, in the comics. That's, I yes. guess. So, I mean, like, it, it would not be, like, unprecedented at all. She is very intertwined with the story. I agree that she's not necessarily known to the layman, but I could very well see her getting just dropped in, in the middle of the uh, in the middle of Infinity War and everybody losing their shit. I think she, she is, will she have a role. A final role, yeah. I think she'll have a role similar to, but smaller than, Wonder Woman's role in Batman v Superman: colon, Dawn of Justice. Yeah. Yes, but hopefully in, in the God third be better. Better. or in the fourth or in the one that's coming out next week. Uh, it'll be it'll be okay. it'll be similar, but smaller than. I could see that, and I, would I be, don't I expect would be very her to cool be part. I don't expect her to be part of like the uh, that big major scene where they're defending Wakanda at, in the trailers. She's Correct. not a part of that until I see, like like Act Three. I'm like, but I'm I'm thinking late Act Three. I can see it being she's, earlier. She's the that. thing. She's the thing that, like, right. Turn the tide. Like, yes. No. 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 Not even turn the tide. The tide isn't turned. Thanos has won. Captain America is dead. He's about ready to reach for the Soul Stone when here comes uh, Captain Marvel. What What is it exactly that she brings in the tank? Tank that's so. She I, is a. Uh, um. She is a flying. Uh, she's essentially like a powerhouse. Like, she's like Superman in a way. Why? How, why? How? Why? She has the. She's a. Uh, she takes over the powers of well, of Marvel. Who? Um, <laughs> the original Captain America. The, the, the or Captain, Captain uh, Marvel. Well, she's Ooh. a captain in the Air Force. That's why she's Captain Marvel, but she she gets the power of the Kree. Uh, I, I guess you would, would you say soldier? Yeah. Why? Because I there was some sort of freak accident that shocking. merged their G- DNA. Oh, right. Boy. Okay. So she's a, also she's, the Hulk injected himself with gamma and then shot himself with gamma radiation and somehow turned into a Superman instead of like cancer. Yeah, but he's oh. he's big and mutated and fugly. I mean, it's a little bit more believable than like I. Yeah, well, that's fine. It's okay. I I also I also think, and this is this is, there's also a good chance that the I. Here's my other conjecture, my other theory. Mm-hmm. If not Captain Marvel, then, uh, Wolverine, the Soul Stone, and God, Iron Man go to just... the quantum realm with Ant Man. I can see that. What? Yeah, I can see that. To, to hide, to hide the uh, soul stone. What are you even talking about? So, in Ant Man, that, yes. that the the pin particle thing that they try and pseudoscience away throughout the course of the movie. Yeah, 
there it's basically talking about how like it, it's some, a theory similar to quantum mechanics where there's like a realm between things that things can kind of instantaneously transfer through and the if you shrink down to a small enough size you can in theory become smaller than molecules and you enter this effective quantum realm this this place between the space between molecules where michelle pfeiffer is living right yeah i i, I got that part so well thanos thanos wouldn't be able to go there so that's a really good place to hide the soul stone why would he not be able to go there because he can't shrink himself to a submolecular level says who says why would you make a villain that could do everything all that's their awesome. villains do everything <laughs> i just i think that's where it's going and then because that's the thing is i, I uh, in in the quantum realm there's this, there's its own it's its own universe there's its own worlds and things there and so i could i could very easily see uh them going to the quantum realm to secure the soul stone and then coming out of the quantum realm and using the time stone to uh I, I I think Avengers Four is going to be Iron Man and Ant Man and maybe some others going back in time to collect the Infinity Gauntlet and the stones before Thanos can. Where's the Soul Stone so, now? We Nobody don't know. Knows. It's the one stone we that's don't. The know. One, that's that's the missing one ring. Dol- yeah. Dolby's going to tell you later if you ask him that he believes it's in. Uh, it is in Wakanda. It's the. Uh, He's probably going to tell you it's that heart-shaped herb that they that they or it's, or it's okay. I've, heard, I've heard that theory. So I don't. I'm just so so what like the so then like Black Panther it, since he's the only thing that's ingested that. Well, the, the, last the other, remaining one. No, no, I'm no. Sure there's I'm sure there's some more hiding out in the cut. The, the heart-shaped herb is like the. Uh, uh, is is created by the soul stone it's not the soul stone itself ah so it's like embedded somewhere in wakanda and because of that the foliage created the heart shaped shit right the other thing that i that i read which is pretty far fetched but i really enjoyed was uh they shrink the sh- they they use a pim particle to shrink the soul stone down and it's ingested by captain america which is why he can fend off thanos in the trailer <laughs> That's a, that's a little reachy. It's inside of Captain America. All I could think of, and I, all I could think of is <laughs> Christopher Walken in Pulp Fiction. I had that. I had that uncomfortable piece of metal up my ass. He put it in the only place he could. He could keep it up the, you know. <laughs> so he put it in his ass. <laughs> it's Captain in America. Shooter. Captain America gets the soul stone shoved up his ass. It's so by Ant-Man. simple. It's so simple. God. <sighs> what are their what are their uh the names? This would be a great trivia question. What when they go undercover and they go to steal the files from the computer, what are the names on their janitors like uh shirts? You know, there was a time when I actually could answer this. Um I'll be straight up. I don't know. I won't. Great trivia. It's a good trivia question. 
that's like a that's a for all the marbles mm. question there was, right there. There was a time. There was a time when I could have got that when I was really Zoolander dialed in. But uh, anywho, <laughs> so all right. So you think Captain? I mean, well, they've established that pretty much everybody's going to show up at some point in movie three or four, right? All the characters. Yes. Um, yeah. So uh, theories on how they're going to jam that into just under six hours of film time, how they're going to jam in 60 some odd characters, most of whom have no backstory. Ah, man, I think they're just going to throw them in and run. I mean, like I said, it kind of tested well with, I mean, Guardians of the Galaxy, uh, Black Panther, like just like diving feet first into these films. Uh, with the general masses not really being as familiar with those as, say, somebody like Captain America. Like, they could very easily just throw these guys in, and then, like, after 10 minutes of them being on screen, you're like, all right, fuck it. I've accepted this as a character. We're going to keep going from the story, like, with the story. Uh, okay. I, that's, I, I get what you're saying. I'm not sure we're going to have... I'm not sure we're going to have too many characters in in the fucking first film for Infinity War. Like, I'm sure that it it will be spread out over the course of the two films. I don't don't think they're going to make it like ridiculously overbearing for the layman and for people who aren't necessarily familiar. My, my big, the, the, the main questions I have are why, why have Ant-Man and why have Hawkeye been just completely left out of any of the marketing? I I kind of like, I mean, that's why I like the theory with the quantum realm. I could see them like harvesting him up, uh, him being Hawkeye and like, oh, we've got this spare suit laying around uh, and suiting him up and sending him to the quantum realm with Ant-Man hiding the soul stone. It's, it's just uh I yeah, think we haven't heard fucking shit about him. Either, either one of them, but yeah. what we what we know they're in the movie. And see, here's like, like in that one, they they released the official like IMAX movie poster, and it had the big down at the bottom where it showed like uh, all the people that were in the movie, like all like the short little credit blurb of all the important roles in the film. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it showed Peter Dinklage. It didn't say Jeremy Renner, but we know he's in the movie. Well, it's because Peter Dinklage is now taking over the role of Hawkeye. Oh, that could be it. <laughs> That's probably Hawkeye it. Lannister. Fucking tremendous character. <laughs> Christ. Is that uh, okay. Dolby on the line with us? Yeah, Dolby's jumped on. Oh, I'm my. sorry. I was invited by one of you. I won't reveal who to keep the mystery going. <laughs> it was Joe. <laughs> it How was are you doing, Joe. Sunshine? It was Joe. He just wanted to fuck with you. He's not here. It's so true. Joe's He's... Uh, He's he's I on sabbatical. He's, well, I think he's finishing the cookbook. I believe he's doing the. Uh, <laughs> the mm-hmm. He's it. I think he's the. What is the? It's on Mormons and muffins. Is that the? Yeah. The that, that's on? the. Uh, that's the. Yeah. The the prologue. I believe. Well, it's it's the prologue. It's the title of the prologue for the dessert chapter, the pastries. Right. You know, I think it's it's very unfortunate that uh, that you three supposedly his best friends make fun of his religion behind his back. Oh, oh no! Right to his face. Right now, we're making fun of his cooking. 
But to his face, he can least to, to his face he can defend himself, and we know he could kick all of you, all of your asses with one hand tied behind. Well, he does have the power of the Lord behind him. Exactly, that's true. With his thumb in his butt. Um, how are you this evening? I am very well indeed. I was uh, enticed to join you by a very cheeky Ryan Elliott, telling me that you're going to be discussing charcuterie. Um, and was, was, it, was it Ryan? Was Ryan the one that invited? It was. It was Ryan. Yes. Got it. Well, that, that's the natural preamble to any convention is the uh, the the wine and cheese tray, snacks and drinks. To start with, I'm I'm going to object. I am um, as as your lead, as your very attentive listeners will know. I was born in France. I am half French, um, and the fact that you described charcuterie as a snack already makes me want to to leave this conversation. Well, that's, is it, fucking do it. That is that is a reason I wanted you on our charcuterie chat because uh set us straight on on that and then all i I have a a couple more questions about what you can and cannot include in charcuterie before we actually go and talk about what we're going to have on our on our spread the french attitude to um charcuterie is in two ways similar to the french attitude to erotica that sounds about the more men the better in three ways, in three ways similar to the French attitude to erotica. The first is that there are no limitations on what one can do. Much like Alistair Crowley, who in his Wiccan texts said, the do what thou wilt shall be the full extent of the law. That same applies to charcuterie. Um, there are conventions that, that are there to be flouted. And there are certain books that might say this counts as charcuterie and this does not. If you like something, it can go on a charcuterie platter. And the second point, the second point is that at its peak, at its pinnacle, charcuterie platters are in fact erotica. That sounds about right. Yeah. Episode um, title. If if you've if you've never um, you know pleasured yourself in the shower with a beer, a cigar, and and a bit of chorizo wrapped around your dingle, you've never lived. I'm sorry. Let's 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 unpack that. That uh, no, nope, I'll allow that. it. So I've had the shower. <laughs> Rob's there. Rob's already I've, there. You've, I've you've sold me. I've never. I you lost me at chorizo, Dick. I was with you all the way there. I said dingle. Oh, I'm sorry. That's why. I, my bad. Is it? A, is it? It definitely won't burn. Then it certainly won't sting. No, it's just well, greasy enough, though. The chorizo. I think exactly. I'm, I'm with you. <laughs> you want you want to you want to risk getting some some hot and spicy on your it's, on your wang it's eye. Like, it's like um it's part of the part it's, of the process. It's 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 it's, <laughs> it's, it's, <laughs> it's like a it's like a I mean it's 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 sausage with lube. <laughs> it's like now, a lubricant. And now this allows me an easy segue into uh, my most obscure <laughs> choice for a charcuterie platter. Well, first tell me how you're smoking your cigar in the shower. No, I respect it. I'm, I, I haven't done it, but I'm about it. Look, and if, if you've you, got your beer and your cigar, then, well, it's fine. <laughs> you're more dexterous than the average bear. So, Well, the two hands and the dick are occupied. What more do you want? If you can't self-lubricate, but please allow me to to tell you about head cheese. 
Please. I was just thinking. <laughs> Most natural of segues. Head cheese is a real thing. Sure. Oh, I swear to God. Yeah, is, but a is. shot of penicillin clears it right up, or at least and a, it is in a, the modern and world. It is a legitimate, and it is a legitimate addition to charcuterie platters in France. Ugh. Head cheese, and it is the same uh, noun, the same name in French, fromage de tête, um, is the flesh of the head of a cow or a pig, outside and inside, scraped off, turned into pâté, and encased in gelatin or a jello-like substance. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. It, now, it, are you talking? Are you? Is uh, this include? This include brains? Oh, uh, it includes the leftovers once you scoop out the brains. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Every vegetarian listener, no, not eyeball, but not tongue. Basically, not anything that is considered awful, or that would be consumed otherwise. So, like the tongue, but the cheek, um, the, the 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 flesh over the over the head, under the skin, um, the, the 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 neck, the jowls, all that stuff is is going to go in. All um, of those things you just listed. Um, I've ate from a pig and am therefore down with, uh, I think you lose me at gelatin. Yep. God. Awesome. So, well, it is, it is if, so the, the French, um, I, I don't know if you had pate, but the French pate is always encased in some sort of gelatin for preservation purposes. You don't have to eat the gelatin. You just have to cut through it to get to the good stuff. Um, okay. But uh, uh, to start with, I don't think that a citizen of a country that invented fucking jello shots has any leg to stand on criticizing about gelatin, okay? Uh, yeah, I think there's Just to clarify, jello shots invented by Canadians. I don't think that a citizen of a country neighboring a country that has invented jello <laughs> shots has any leg to stand Fair point. <laughs> I think I, I mean, I would, I would try myself some head cheese. I'm okay with that. Yeah. Sadly, I don't have any to bring uh, when I see you guys next week, but I'm sure that we can find it somewhere. And I'm not, I'm not I eating any not head cheese purchased in Ohio. Missouri, right. they had it. So Tell me what? But what? The thing Nick, is, here's a question for you, Nick, and actually for yes, the sir. room. What parts of a pig's face have you eaten? Um. I may have had a pig jowl at some point, but that would be as close to it as I would have gotten the, 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 the rooter. I'm not into that. Um, and I have not had the cheese or any of the brain area. That's, um, when that's, we stre- went- that's stre- that stretches the boundaries of my culinary exploration. This, mm-hmm. this next October, Nick, when we go up to Hayward and fish with the Serbians. Oh, you mean I might get invited this time? Yeah, you should, yeah. uh, you should uh, partake in the the eating of the pig face. Well, I'll eat uh, anything if I'm drunk on a lake fishing. I'll tell you. I'll tell you. The a pig eyeball. Just stop not yourself. as it's not as bad as you'd think it would be going into it. Well, you're you be the better man then. It spreads kind of like butter on a piece of toast. I believe it. Uh, ears, cheek, and tongue for me. Um, of a pig, of a pig, just the well, the head cheese and the ears. Um, oh, pig ears! Mm-hmm. I've never eaten. I've never even heard of eating pig tongue. I've eaten pig's feet. I've eaten pig's feet, pig's trotters. Um, but no trotters. Never, never, yeah. 
And it's, in just Mexico, not an, it's not an animal I'm interested in exploring the the outer parts of. Oh, I don't know. know if you, I don't know if you guys have had pork scratchings. Uh, go ahead and tell me what that is. Uh, that is a British snack that I found as well in Mexico. It's basically pig skin, uh, deep fried. Yeah, cracklings. Crackling, yeah. Yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Did you call them scratchings? Yeah. So in, in England, we 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 do we call them crackling as well. But when they're they're like chopped up and they're served in like they're basically sold like chips in, in little packs. Yeah. At the grocery yeah. store, and we call them pig scratchings. Most most uh, like uh, Latin groceries. Mexican in particular will have well, sell, a fine selection of chicharron. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, so on your on your premier uh, ice and fire con uh, charcuterie spread, you would have you would go with head cheese as your first draft pick. No, no, no. I, I'd probably conventional choice, but in terms of making this podcast entertaining for once I mean, you know, talking about head cheese. Um, no, my, 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 dick. <laughs> so your first pick would be pig dick. Okay. Tell us about that. Um, well, uh, I, I, you know what? I'm not witty enough to pull it off tonight. Honestly, I think I could make a pig dick joke, but I am absolutely exhausted and I've got nothing. Nick, when was the last time we had Rocky Mountain oysters? Uh, or, that or would any be, sort of testicle. That would be probably 2000 never. Really? No. I And not because I'm really taking a stand. It's just never really crossed my radar. We got an all-you-can-eat American Legion hogball thing going on up here a couple months my if you want to join us. That word. surprises me very little. Is there just a surplus of of those? Ah, uh, they have an all you can eat uh, hog ball thing at the Legion in uh, Morocco, Indiana. So yes, yeah, Morocco, home of uh, baseball Hall of Famer uh, Hall of Famer Sam Rice. By the way, fun anecdote, um, and this is true. And since I don't think she listens to the podcast, I don't think she'll care. Uh, my my eldest uh, daughter just got back from safari in Africa, where. Oh. She voluntarily disclosed that she uh, ate some yak balls. So I got that going. So by proxy, the family. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm going to come across as a snob here, but yak in Africa? Uh, uh, water buffalo, maybe? Water buffalo. All right. <laughs> I'm going to come across as a snob here. <laughs> so as, funny. As if, I, as if I don't do that in a second of my bloody life. <laughs> Oh man! So I'm I'm uh, my first draft pick, honestly. For uh, I've been on a big smoked oyster kick lately. They're on my list. Are they? That's fantastic. Then uh, I'm a big. So are we all, are we all building together here? Or are no? This is a co- this is a co- this is a community. We're not doing like a Voltron kind of charcuterie. No, this is platter. definitely a community a community platter. Uh, okay. The premier. Okay. Uh, uh, Head cheese and smoked oysters right now would be on the dream of all dream boards. Of course. Um, but smoked oysters will be brought to the con uh, because that's definitely an availability. It's, uh, the availability of that is uh, very prominent. All right. I'm, I'm absolutely uh, game for that. I've also uh, had some uh, uh, pesto honey 
the other day. Uh, that one, that one, you're gonna have to you're gonna have to let me sample or sell me on. Those, I'm yeah, like, that one doesn't those sound. Those flavors are not pollinating well in my in my mind. No, I'm with they, Nick on that one, and I hate being with Nick on anything. <laughs> they fair. didn't work Very for fair. me on the as like a a first uh, a, a scratch and you know a scratch and sniff, but the mm-hmm. taste of it it worked. Um, it was one of those like, things where you like I wouldn't just have a spoonful of it. Is it on uh, like on toast or something or what? What do you? Yeah, I had it. It was uh, it had it had uh, it was at a an Irish restaurant and they had a cheese board and they had um it was weird. It was green olives, a, a house made sausage. It was a like a sagey cheese. Pesto honey and pears. Okay. All and right. All right. The, the, whatever it was, the combination of that really did a fun little dance in my mouth. All right. So pesto I'm, I'm, honey. All right. Cool. Feeling it. Are you a, are you a, are you a, I was kind of freeform jazz in this one. Are you a, Pita, toast point, or non guy? Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. What fresh, were my choices? Fresh non is always the answer, in my opinion. Oh, mm. yes. I, I, you, you lost me there. You said when you started, I thought you meant like N O N, like pita or non pita. <laughs> like the like, okay. like non pita. No. This is when Nick goes, I'm Team Gale. <laughs> uh, non. Yes. Non over pita. Yes, sir. Yeah. For sure. Uh, but not on my charcuterie board. I would I would agree with that as well. What's uh, on your charcuterie board then? Um, if if I was going to include a a uh, bread-based starch, which is not a given for me, I, I would go for more like a uh, – some form of like a um, a harder like a kind of bread. Like a, no, more like a like – a, like a, Toasts, small like hard toast. tack, not hard tack. Uh, Somewhere, but like a yeah, like um, you know, small toast type of thing. Okay. A, a thick, heavy that. cracker, maybe, but not uh, not a soft bread. What about like a choice. like a pumpernickel or a thick rye bread? I could absolutely uh, be about that as well. Yes, um, I, I do like like a heavy dark bread. Yeah. The thing is, those that when you if you get real, real fun with your, with your grains, th- those fill you up real quick, and so I typically don't put them in my like antipasta spreads just because people dive into that and then it just it fills you up real fast. So yeah, but a non a non is gonna be pretty starchy as well. Uh, fair. I like I said, I like he, my his. He just gave me a choice between the two. Oh, I wouldn't put that on my charcuterie plate. Even though I prefer non over pita. What about some poppadoms? Come again? Could it work? Some poppadoms with charcuterie? Go on. Uh, more. Take more. Sorry, I what didn't catch that. What's oh. a, a poppadom? Ah, okay. Sorry, no. Uh, poppadom is um, if you go to an Indian restaurant, you'll usually get the non bread. And you'll also get like a poppadom, um, which is a very thin um, f- f- 
pancake, so, so to speak. Uh, let me see what, how would you describe it? Um, sorry, in, in Britain, it would be like a, a, a standard thing you would order with naan. You get your naans and you get your papadom. Um, it's made from flour. It's like a very thin disc-shaped pancake um, with sesame seeds. I'm not familiar with it. Yeah. Sounds ah, good. Sorry, okay. I, I assumed you were. Apologies. I wasn't trying to be snobbish there. No, that's that's a part of that. When I decided that we'd have a, a, a talk about charcuterie, I couldn't not have you on the show because you're going to say things like Papa Dom, and we're going to learn about it. <laughs> yeah, Papa Dom's like Papa, Papa belong nowhere near a charcuterie platter. <laughs> so we've got head cheese and Papa Dumps, and and, uh, and uh, smoked oysters, and smoked oysters. Again, oh. I, I'm taking Papa Dom's off the charcuterie platter before I get off by the platter. Make off it the platter. Somebody bang a gavel. <laughs> I, ha- uh, I have one somewhere. Ryan, what's your what's your thoughts on? I, I believe you were on the same page with this. A uh, like a prosciutto wrapped and cooked, not raw prosciutto wrapped dates. Uh, yes, I'm, yeah. I, I like them. I like them cooked though, like crisped, not uh, not just straight up that'd be my choice uh i would like to throw into the hat here uh honeycomb like full like, like the cereal big taste honeycomb the cereal uh no like like an actual <laughs> comb from a beehive with honey just drooling off of it okay like that sounds like it'd be fun yeah no totally worth I, it. i've got some i can get my hands on some real good a guy i went to high school with who lives about two miles away uh, what would that? He he has an apiary. Is that what that would be with the bees? I'll, uh, a hive. I thought, I thought it was just a hive, a beekeeper. Yeah, he's got more than a hive. I believe he has like uh, yeah, an apiary. Would be, would be a, a, a group of hives. Yeah, so he has an apiary, and he uh, uh, Atkinson Honeycomb. He just sells big chunks of honeycomb. So oh, I, yes. I can I can get you some honeycomb. Get a fucking get a fucking handle on that. Yeah. I'm about I it. could actually I could actually have honeycomb for the con board. Yes. If you'd like. I think that'd be fun. Please and thank you. Are Rob and I the only ones who've ever ate a honeycomb? No, I didn't honeycomb. I've never yeah. had a real one. Oh boy, is Oh, it's a game changer. Tasty? It is a game changer. Given uh, Ryan's passion for, you know, authenticity, please don't bring the bees with it. <laughs> no, no, no. Well, everywhere I go, I'm gonna meet Rob for the first time ever next next week. He's gonna throw me like a beekeeper's outfit. Be like, get ready, motherfucker! <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> I spray him down with that smoke like stuff. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Dolby, Dolby, what else are you adding? To, what What's your What else are you throwing on the board? Uh, what's your What's your olive of choice? I, I usually go with like maybe a blue cheese stuffed Sicilian green. I've just never blue been cheese stuffed Sicilian. Yeah, you see, you you Americans again. You're taking you're taking the perfect olive and you're making it. You know, you're, you're adding all this shit to it. Give me, uh, give me, give feel me free a med- to give pop me a Mediterranean blue cheese out. Black, give me a Mediterranean black olive. You know, preserved nothing else. There's nothing wrong with that. I like the stuffed olive. I've never been an olive guy, so you know the the olive tree was gifted by Athena to the city of Athens as like the perfect tree, and then and then and then Christopher Columbus discovered you guys, and it all went downhill. (laughs) 
I and I and that needs its own separate episode. I'll eat a blue cheese stuffed green olive all day. We don't really have a whole lot of cheeses on this yet. Not yet. So we can you can you can satirically. You can stuff it with with red pepper. You can stuff it with garlic. You can stuff it with nothing. I mean, whatever. I think I go Katamala. Oh yeah. Okay, it's safe. With safe. The pits. It's safe. <laughs> <laughs> it's safe. It's safe. We don't have a lot of cheese. Uh, I'm, a, I'm a I'm a I'm a soft cheese guy personally. I'm a hard. I'm it, a hard like a, I like a mix of Parmesan maybe. <laughs> or fancier. So you're with just a Parmesan, but you called my Katamala olives safe. Well, I'm, it's the first like really hard cheese I could think of. Oh. I'm, I'm Swiss. I mean, I don't really. I, but you get like a good, a good, uh, yeah, a nice hard kind of almost dry cheese. I'm a. I like a port wine. Okay. I must be the only one. I must be the only one. No, I, I love port. Cheese. I adore port. <laughs> My wife is Portuguese. I, I, her grandfather gets me drunk on port every time we go there. <laughs> Boy, that sounds horrible. It's horrible. It's, it's <laughs> just rough stuff. Well, it's what sound- are you, what are you spreading your, your soft cheese on? You know what? I'm gonna make a pick. I'm a feta guy. I like, Ooh. I like a feta. I think a feta it, it it cleanses the palate between the between the different kinds of of uh, meat. Um, I know that people see it as like a salad cheese, but I think it's got a place on a charcuterie board. Oh, I yeah, I, I would definitely get behind some. Feta. I had uh, I have a there's a restaurant I go to uh, in northern Indiana where the husband Manny, who is uh, Greek, his wife is Mexican, so it's a Greek. Half like a like a Greek and Mexican restaurant. It's a fusion thing. It's weird. You can get like a euro, uh, like some. You can get like some uh, pastizio, but then you can also get uh, enchilada there. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and they have Bulgarian feta cheese that they sell there by like uh, the pound. Oh wow! And it what's, is. What's that all about? Well, it's it's uh. It's more sour than feta cheese, yeah. uh, and it's it's a little creamier, dude. I tell you, it's the fucking bomb. It's fucking awesome. Well, All right, p- p- pick up a bit and the uh, I, oh, I, can get, I can get some the uh, the Serbians at mm-hmm. the at the lake. They uh, they do uh, uh, one whole meal. It's just boiled white potatoes. Uh, chunked up pieces of white onion and Bulgarian feta cheese, and it's f- fantastic. It actually sounds pretty good. So I'll, I'll get some. I'll get some a Bulgarian feta officially on the con cheese board with the smoked oysters because I can. I can get some of that. Okay, fair enough. Fair enough. Exactly. I'm glad you said feta. I wouldn't. For some reason, I wouldn't have thought about it. Dobbs, so thank you. People, people, people get snobbish about feta, but I'll, uh, I might play it a little safe on this one. But uh, a really good aged, really sharp cheddar, or an aged gouda. You ever had smoked gouda? 
Oh, I could do with a smoked gouda. Absolutely. Smoked gouda is quite nice. I could absolutely do about that. It's lovely. Uh, have we thrown in like a, a really fantastic whole grain mustard, by the way? Because that's like a cornerstone for me, I think, on any good charcuterie. Uh, I don't think we have yet, but we probably should. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to go ahead and take the next, next round by starting to throw that on there. So this what, round is what about, about uh, yeah, I could get yeah, like a really fresh, like stone ground mustard. Mm-hmm. Yes, like absolutely. What about, uh, what about meats? I'm not, uh, mm. I, I don't, I don't do a lot of meats on mine. I, if I do, I like a really like a, um, uh, a hard smoked, you know, type of a of a salami or pepperoni, pepperoni, something like that. I could be about mm. that. I also like like a capicola. Yeah, yeah, like a nice like spicy prosciutto. That does it for me. Goose sausage. Nope. Okay. No. Yes. Okay. Yes. I'll no pates. Void. No, 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 no! I wasn't. I didn't say pate. I didn't say like foie gras. I, I, said, I just assumed. I said, I said goose sausage. You yeah, know, but I thought uh, you were using sausage loosely. No, I'll go for the for, for like the most the most banal. If you're French, the the first thing that's on any charcuterie platter, but it's my favorite sausage in the world. What's called the saucisson sec in French. It's like a thick, dry, cured pork sausage. Um, there you go. I'm with very that. Ta- very tangy. It's like it's like a bit less cured than salami. It's 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 standing in France. Like no charcuterie okay. would not have it, and it's um, yeah, yeah. And what is it called again? Saucisson sec. A like, saucy sun. Yeah, saucisson yeah. sec, like a dry saucisson. Fantastic. And, it, and like literally, that, I mean, in, in France, that is like it's. I don't know, as common as salami in America. I, li- I like right. that. Yeah. Bring I want that. Sans sec. I want some saucy sans sec. I'll try and bring some, but usually uh, I can't. I'm flying in from abroad and the, U- the U.S. will never let me bring in meat. No. Yeah, customs, no likey. No. They never, you know what? I'm posting the links to everything I'm saying in the, um, in the chat, by the way. They'll never let me bring in meat. What a fucking... Stupid thing. <laughs> uh, well, when you're packing, what uh, what about a dried fruit? I I like a dried fruit. Usually, does it have dried... to be dried? It doesn't have to be. I, like, I, like, I prefer I like, like a fresh. Pear. Pear. I like a dried pear, and uh, for a fresh yeah, I want a, like, like I want a, like a, like a giant red grape, pear. like slices or grapes. I I I do like some like like white grapes with it. Mm, I go red. The darker, the better. Dark, big red grapes and some dried pears. Well, that, I was a question. I was See, I want to dry red wine with it. So having like the sweet white grapes is nice. If if you had your druthers, if you had if you had to choose between pear and green apple, Ooh. pear, pear. That's pear. that's tough. Dried or fresh? Fresh. Pear. Ah, uh, um, if it. I'm going to go the green I apple. Want to, I want them both on the board. Is that too much to ask? <laughs> That's not too greedy, is it? Nothing's ever bit. enough for you, base. It's true. I'm insatiable. Truly. 
I've been thinking about that all day. Would I rather have a pear or a green apple? And I, I think my answer is pear because it's more neutral. But then again, there's certain things that taste really good with a nice sour green apple. Yeah. Well, I think the green apple plays really better. Sharp cheddar on there. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But you see, well, say like against the hard cheddar, if you want to do like a little, a little like toast with like ham and cheese on it, like a feta is going to crumble better. The hard cheddar is not going to like, I don't know, it's going to be its own thing. It's not going to meld with the meat. True. I'll allow it though. If is I don't there want room cheddar on a bite? I won't have the cheddar. I want it there to for my indulgence. Well, you indulge me. Oh, I will. Is there room on this platter, Ryan, for a roasted Brussels sprout or two? <laughs> I no. do love. I do love a roasted Brussels sprout, though. What is wrong with both of you? Brussels sprouts are the spawn of the devil. <laughs> have, have you ever had one roasted with a little bit of garlic, black pepper, and uh, sea salt? There's some. No, some because people. that would be a mix, that would be a waste of garlic, black pepper, and sea salt. I'm going to sneak one in on you. When you, when you, <laughs> you got least fall, expect it. You <laughs> Ryan's going to come behind you, grab you, pinch you by the nose, and I'm going to I'm going to shove a roasted Brussels sprout in your hole. Cordero, it better be it better be a real Brussels sprout. <laughs> what about some small like pickles from Ryan's? I do like small pickles, like a gherkin. Yeah. From you, you've been waiting all day to work gherkin in from yeah, my pickle have. farm. From your pickle yeah. farm, you are you are the master. Not a lot of sweet, salt in sweet, the ground. Sweet gherkins, wasn't it? Sweet yep. gherkins. Yep. Well, there's no because there's no nitrogen in the soil. No. <laughs> it's uh, just like Vidalia, Georgia. I like a pickle. They'll, they'll go good because with my final entry, because I'm I'm bringing uh, the non-conventional grandma's deviled egg to the charcuterie board. Okay, okay, which is fantastic. This I'll, is going to work I'll out great because my final entry was a pickled beet. Well, mm. then the party's on because the, the natural mating <laughs> partner of Grandma's deviled egg is the pickled beet. Is a pickled beet. Ah, uh, but you see, you heard my final pick. I believe that Grandma's deviled egg is not going to look twice at the pickled beet when I slam down with alacrity my onion compote. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Slam oh alacrity, the onion compote. Yes. What uh, what what does one put onion compote upon? In its natural Usually habitat, you're like a sourdough bread or breadsticks. Okay. Is it like a creamy kind of situation? No, it's like stewed onions in like red oh. wine. All right. Okay. Okay. That sounds it's, wonderful. It's a it's such a very it's a Canadian. By the way, I discovered this literally. Browsing the internet five seconds ago, I've never had or seen an onion composed on charcuterie board, but it's apparently a standard charcuterie choice for the Canadians. Cool. Well played, Kenyatta. We might have to have some bread after all. Mm. The land of the north. Yeah, I'm thinking those. I'm thinking the bread you need is those uh, those hard breadsticks that yeah. you get at like the like the like the free bread tray at like a shitty restaurant. You could also do like a toasted French loaf. The sesame sticks? Ooh, like a baguette. Yeah. Yeah, like a toasted uh, yeah, baguette crispy, sliced crispy away. on the outside, chewy on the inside. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know. Uh, uh, to round this out, though, uh, some like almonds, I think, would be my final pick. 
Just almonds. Blanched, like like salt, salt or uh, or something. Have you ever had a Have you ever had a blanched almond? Uh, I can't say that I have. It sounds funky. They actually, that was on a charcuterie platter I had fairly recently, and uh, it it did where it works well with the board. All right, blanched I'll, almond. I'll play ball. I'm... <laughs> Haven't had one before, but yeah, that's my final pick. Blanched on uh, almonds. Blanched onions. My final pick's a nice blanched onion. <laughs> I, I think it, it covers uh, covers the full spectrum of culinary goodness. I think so. We've we've touched on just about every solid base I think you could have for a nice charcuterie. What 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 house object would you place upon the charcuterie board as some sort of like garish design choice? I have a shield. You would serve yours on a shield. You're yeah, saying. on a shield. On the shield. Huh. I put all mine inside a, a tin trash can lid. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. I've I mean, got I've got a cleaned, very of course. I have oh, a right. very uh gothic uh candelabra. <laughs> and I'd serve mine on a coffee table book about charcuterie platter. Ah. Oh, real meta. I like mm-hmm. that. Nice. That's I like, like a, a that's like a that's that's like a dream in a dream. Hashtag charcuterie in charcuterie. <laughs> Charcuterception. <laughs> <laughs> that is so the name of the natural transmitted disease that Ryan catches. Charcuterception. Yeah. Charcuterception. Yeah. yeah. I got it. I got it eating raw fish. Which was weird. Fuck, I should have put on some sort of like small smoked fish. We've well, got we our smoked oysters. oysters. Oh yeah. Well, I mean I, yeah, all right. You're talking like a like a like, like a, a shrimp. Yeah, like a chardine or like, a, like an anchovy or a, yeah. or a smelt. Yes, smelt. <laughs> Those flavors and fragrances would clutter up the board, though. It's some little fishies in there. Well, you get a big shield. Fair, a large shield. More yeah. trash. Now, did I? Did I? Uh, uh, I have a feeling that I mistook Dolby's question. Did you say what garish thing would you serve it on? Yeah. No, no, no. As, no, I did not. Oh. I said what, but then it, it was it was reinterpreted by Rob Bass's diseased mind, so we ran with it. Um, I said, what household object would you put it around, like as a design in the middle of the of the platter? Oh, yeah. That's why I said Gothic candelabra. Yeah. Mm. Okay. Uh, if uh, if the answer is what I what I'm going to serve wow. it upon, it would be a. Uh, uh, it would probably be a. Uh, it would be VHS copies of the best picture winners of the seventies. Ah, all right. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I would actually have, um, and the nineteen eighty two Marvel version of it. Uh, sorry, not I said Marvel Mattel version of it. Uh, he Man action figure of a stride Battle Cat on the middle. Right. Uh my master sword, cleaned and polished. <laughs> Zelda. Yeah, absolutely. Well, clean and polished because you just got done fucking chorizo in the shower. Right, exactly. Covered in head cheese. Yeah. Wang board. Wang board. There's a lot of show titles in this episode. So classy. I have 
I'd have my Funko Pop collection arrayed around it. <laughs> with like a bit of salamis draped over each one's head. Did you say Fungo Pop? Funko Pop, you know, Funko Pop, those little bobblehead dolls. I don't know, but it sounds fun. Nick, yeah, I wish lives under a stone. What's that? Big fucking rock. I said you live under a rock. Is, is, this, some common, is this common nomenclature that I'm missing? Yes. Apparently. Yeah, Hold really, on. Man. Let me Let me use the Google device. What's it called? Funko, like F-U-N-K-O, pop. Funko pop. Never seen that before in my life. I wish they still made custom ones, because I'd like to have a a nice GCR Funko Pop. I'm sure someone does. I'm sure someone does. Can you get one by next week? You can get anything on Fiverr, I think. (laughs) Etsy. There's somebody out there that makes... These are are highly disturbing. There's something for everything. It's, It's crazy. This has to come from the Asia. From the Asia. Yes, Nepal, the center of Funko Pop manufacturing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's their primary export. Uh, so, Dolby, Nepal. this is the... Uh, Nepal, rich That, that and, and white, bald, fucking spirit masters or whatever. Tell the strange. Yes, that. Yeah. Dolby, this second, is the... <laughs> second highest. This is the penultimate episode before uh, the the Ice and Fire convention. Is there anything uh, that us newbies should know going into it? Yeah. Um, it's unlike any other convention I've been to. In fact, the word convention is almost misleading. The word convention gives it a sense of, of scale and formality. Uh, and while it is very supremely well organized, uh, shout out to Tara Lynn at Saga Events, who will probably listen to this. Is I've never walked into a con and walked into a family. It's it's, it's a small con. It's 150 to 200 people. Um, there are some panels, but only like hardcore members of the con who are organizing them. There's no actors. There's no photo calls. There's no signings. Um, it really is a group of hardcore fans coming together to revel in what they love and with, with none of the pomp of a, of a San Diego or a, none of the formality of some third-rate washed-up extra coming desperate to sell uh, headshots. Um, it, it, it really is just a family from start to finish. Um, All right. And it, 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 I know it, it sounds weird to describe it, like, um, but I, I went last year with, with you know, five people that I wanted to see, and I, I'm going this year with 50 people I want to see. Um, it, it, it really is very low-key and very inclusive. Um, and, I, and I wish there were more cons like it in other fandoms. That's exciting. I think uh, we're all looking forward to it. I suppose it sounds like, from your description, Rob probably should not just go around with his dick out as he planned to do. Allegedly. Um, if if one of you was to do it, it would be robbed. Probably, um, well, there's without question. Because the ginger truncheon. Um, <laughs> was that gin- was that ginger truncheon? Yes. <laughs> All right. Nemesis of uh, of kid truncheon. I was just, he's either nemesis <laughs> sidekick of kid truncheon. One of the two. Uh, one one last thing about uh, the 
um, about uh, Ice and Fire Foil. is it has games that run throughout the entire weekend that can make the experience really, really paranoid. Um, one of their games is the Faceless Men game, which I won last year, um, where you sign up, and when you sign up, you get an envelope with a little plastic spoon and a picture of one other member who signed up. And you have to find that member any time during the con, stab them and say, Vala Morghulis. At that point, you take their picture and that continues the entire weekend. Oh, yeah. The paranoia that this engenders is a sight to behold. There's people who literally sit with their backs to the wall like they're fucking Jesse James. <laughs> seems, seems like good strategy to me. There's, there's, nerf, there's nerf melee tourney, six on six. Yes. Um, with Nerf Swords, which I'm hoping you guys have signed you up act for. Like, you act like we haven't signed up for all these. <laughs> um, it's almost like I'm talking to a, your audience. <laughs> Don't do that. That's crazy talk. <laughs> they stopped listening when you started talking about Hogsmeade or head cheese or whatever it is. Hogsmeade. Yep. It's fine. They're all still Googling the <laughs> Hey, True. speaking of Hogsmeade, uh, Mr. Dolby. Yeah. Uh, you know that Rob is a Slytherin. I didn't, but, make, but sure. And you know that I'm a Ravenclaw. <laughs> Which I contest still and always. Uh, but maybe what you didn't know is that uh, Senor Cordero is also a Ravenclaw. And as I am. That's true. So. The sorting hat does not lie. That's okay, true. I, I need to ask Nick and, and Rob about because. Nick being a Ravenclaw and Rob being a Slytherin make complete sense to me. I am in no way denying Ryan's intelligence or book learningness. But Ryan, to me and to other people who I've consulted about this, who don't know him in person, Ryan sells himself as this world-striding, adventure-humping, ad- like thrill-seeking person. You know, he, he, he cooks and he smokes cigars and he farm and he fishes and hunts and builds things and takes his son to baseball practice. For me, that scream is Gryffindor. I mean, I could see that, but at the same time, I would some small degree, I would sell myself the same way, but I would consider myself a Gryffindor. True. All I know is... less short-sighted, in my opinion. All I know is that the, the sorting hat... Doesn't lie. Doesn't lie. Okay. Joe also a Slytherin. In case I do take know. your interest in my I, 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 as a as a as a pseudo compliment. I'm curious. I can one of my I can friends. Oh, <laughs> is X Men Apocalypse one of the worst movies you've ever seen? Which one? Is X Men Apocalypse one of the worst movies you've ever seen? I've seen a lot of bad movies, but it's definitely in that in that range. <laughs> Horrible. It is not I good. Would, literally two hours. Quicksilver versus Apocalypse fight scene from that movie, and was just looking at it, going, "I've got nothing." <laughs> just someone greenlit this. Shoot them, please. Hey, you've got uh, you get to see Infinity War. Uh, are you going to get to see it before the rest of the of America or? Uh, no, because the press is actually while I'm at the con. Oh, okay, okay. Uh, actually, no, they're not doing they're, they're not doing press screening. Oh, they, they're not. Um, no, what they're doing right now around the world is the 
half an hour, like they'll show the first 30 minutes. Ah. Um, they did it in Shanghai last week. They're doing it in Sydney, I think, this week. They're coming to, they're not coming to Mexico City. They're not doing it in Mexico. They're doing it in Rio. Um, they're doing these 30 minute intros, but they're not doing press screen. The, the press will see it the same day as everyone else. Wow. Damn. Keeping it that <laughs> secret. So can I, I mean, maybe you've just, I don't know if this is not going to be aired. It's fine. Who are your death predictions for Infinity War? Everyone. Ooh. You mean the, the finger snap? No, no, no. I just, I do not mean the finger snap. I don't, uh, I think everyone as in, um, all of our main characters, not counting. I, we've talked about this. I believe they're gonna. I, I believe they're gonna pull the the Nebula takes the gauntlet thing. Really? But, but maybe Nebula will instead be Gamora. Um, Makes more sense, yeah. Uh, and I think that it's gonna. They're gonna go back in time for Avengers Four. But I think you're gonna see everyone die. I could. I could very well see that. See that appeals to me. And it and it doesn't because my favorite bit of the of the original Infinity Gauntlet uh, arc was seeing everybody die, seeing everybody get get wiped. And my the worst bit of that comic for me was that easy Nebula takes the gauntlet. Right, that's what's going to drive Nick insane. It's really going to piss me off. Yes, <laughs> and, I think it would be phenomenal though. Like, yeah, it's kind of an easy out, but. I don't know, because there are so many people that are... Do you, do you think that people just die a second time around whose contracts are, like, coming to an end? Well, I think they. I think there's going to be... Um, I think there's going to be some, some sort of a play that is made where we could, like... Like, Cap is dead, and we can go back in time to when Cap wasn't dead. But there is no scenario where Cap doesn't die. So mm. I think there's going to because I think even in the trailers, uh, Doctor Strange says something along the lines of uh, like I've ran every possible scenario and we don't win, something along those lines. Yeah. Mm. And, and so I, I think that there will be. I think we'll see everyone die, and then we'll. There's. I mean, there's no telling. We might see ten different timelines in this one movie. That's actually a relatively fair point as well. Just because, I mean, Doctor Strange does have the time stone. With with that, I mean, we could, we very well could just see the same story repeated over multiple different ways. See, I just think Ebony Moore is going to take the time stone away from Doctor Strange. But then not give it to Thanos. No, I think he's going to give it to Thanos. Oh, you think he is? Yeah. I think the movie ends with Thanos with all six stones. I oh, really, I would be about to, that. It has to end with Thanos Lula Six. Though. I mean, if they did that and then did something along the lines where Gamora or Nebula get it in the the next uh, Avengers, or I mean, even uh, Adam Warlock or Captain Marvel, I think I think that could work really well. Yeah, I, I think Captain Marvel. I think that's absolutely going to happen. There's actually, I don't know if you saw it. There's a um, a mild spoiler that came out on on the internet today, um, and I'm I'm saying mild spoiler warning there is a tie-in book 
that is coming out in November about Thanos, like the origins of Thanos in the MCU. It's an MCU tie-in book. And the the back cover, the blurb, says learn or something along the lines of learn the background of the Mad Titan, who the who the heroes of the Mightiest Heroes failed to stop. Ah, yeah. Oh, so, so we. So basically, like people predicting that he will he will end this movie triumphant, perhaps even with the finger snap. I would be then so how, down with that. Then how is how does uh, how does Avengers four? How is it even a movie? Well, I don't know. I mean, if Ant Man and Hawkeye went into the quantum realm, I mean, there could very easily be something. If he had everything, I, ah, man, I don't know because the, then that would assume that they gave up the the Soul Stone or somehow Thanos gets it or has it. I mean, also, the finger snap kills half people. I mean, you can have the, the fourth movie begin with Thanos triumphant, governing over Earth. Half the Avengers or half the Earth are dead. You still have enough people to to fight back with the with additional characters added. Yeah, Captain Marvel and right Wasp. Well, there's a there's another Black Panther movie confirmed. It's Right? I mean, what what all do we have actually before Avengers 4? Uh, the uh, only Guardians two 3? That... Nope. No, the only no, two... Avengers 4 is after... here. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. Yeah. Only uh, Ant-Man and the... Is the only one. Ant-Man and the Wasp Captain comes out Marvel. before it. But Ant-Man and, and the Marvel. Wasp is... And Captain Marvel. But Ant-Man and the Wasp is set before... The events of Infinity War. The events of Infinity War. But right. it ties in directly. Correct. Oh, fuck. Which is why I think you're going to find out that um, Ant-Man's going to come out of nowhere from the quantum realm. And you're going to find out in his movie how he ends up going there with Wasp and getting Michelle Pfeiffer. Et cetera, et cetera. For sure. Anyway. All right. It's going to be very interesting. I did not know that about the press screenings. That's actually fucking awesome. Yes. The, the, if you want breakdown of the first half hour is out. Oh, is it? Yeah. I may or may not look into that. I've, I've read it. It's, it. It looks awesome, but I'm not going to say anything. What did you, was uh, Reddit? Yeah, on Reddit, uh, Marvel Studios. Okay. okay. I might have to be checking that out. Uh, Reddit, Marvel Spoilers. Reddit, Marvel Spoilers. Nick, you still with us? I'm here. What are you geeking on this week? <sighs> well, I've only got two more weeks of it, so I'm I'm riding out the storm here with my uh, Song of Ice and Fire re-geek. Uh, this is week six, I think. Um, I am ponderously slogging my way through a, a dance... <laughs> Dance with Dragons, the book version. I am done with the show, um, and I'm. It's been actually a really bad reverse mindfuck. I had gone down the show path for so long that now going back in the books is uh, weird. Um, so finishing that up, and uh, also very disturbed by a what appears to be a Chad Kroger Funko Pop. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah, that sounds about right. So, um, 
Yeah, that's that's what's happened to me. Ah, shit. Uh, who's next? That's your choice. Dealer, dealer's choice. Can I? Um, uh, I, I, Humberto. How about you, friend? Uh, what do you so I have two things that I want to throw out there this week. Uh, the first, uh, my girlfriend and I went to go see a Quiet Place last week. Holy shit. That is phenomenal. I haven't watched horror that good in quite some time. And most of the movie is done in sign language and subtitles. So it had this really like uh, almost silent film feel about it. You could hear everything that happened in the theater, um, which like was great at times and obviously incredibly obnoxious at others. But uh, very, very well done. I would really recommend it. Probably not something necessarily to take the kids to, but it's fucking great. Um, the other thing I just started and I want to emphasize the just started. I only watched part of, uh, I watched episode one and part of episode two for Netflix's lost in space. How that's, is that? That's, I really like that. Like some of the lines are a little cheesy, but the actors you do just like a fantastic job selling it. The, and, uh, the, the lead actor, Toby Jones. Mm-hmm. Uh, he, uh, worked in Las Vegas as an imposter for Michael Fassbender for years. <laughs> that's that's uh, um, that is Professor McGonagall's son. Oh shit! Yeah, the more you know. And he was also on a phenomenal show on Stars called Black Sails. If, oh uh, if oh you're, yeah! If you're a fan of his work, and Black Sails is phenomenal. Who was he in Black Sails? He was a uh, Flint. Captain oh, Flint. That's that's Maggie Smith's son. That's Maggie's. Yeah, uh, Toby Smith. Sorry, not Toby Jones. Toby. Yeah, it's Maggie Smith's son. Oh wow, he's amazing in Black Sails. Oh, he's re- he's he's really good. He's terrifying, Jesus. Yes, he is. Not to derail you, Rob. I'm sorry. How, how is Lost in Space? Uh it is. It is really good. Um, I was uh, spending my evening. Cast just watching the first episode, and like I said, some change into the second episode uh, while I was writing, and uh, it, it's very well done. Uh, it keeps you on the edge of your seat, um, at least in the first episode. Like it, it does a very kind of crash landing you into the situation, and everything is very very tense. And whenever everything that happens at the end kind of like comes together, it's uh, you just have like a this pump moment. It's really solid. Cool. Yeah. Right guy. What about you? Um, it was recommended to me, um, on Monday by Andy from the movie podcast weekly, mm-hmm. uh, to read a book called assassination vacation by, uh, Sarah Vowell. Okay. She's the voice of Violet from the Incredibles. Okay. Okay. Uh, she's also she's a she's a writer. I believe she was on the Daily Show. Um, but it's a book about her. She is uh her passion is like death and stuff. <laughs> so right. she went around the country and uh went to all the different sites for that Corrob- that not corroborate, but uh, commemorate Lincoln 
and uh, Garfield and McKinley's assassinations. Whoa! And it is uh, it's it's the the uh, the the I'm listening to it. I'm not reading. I'm listening to the audiobook. It is very well written. It is funny. It is um, and it's extremely educational. Um, if you have any interest in all the different like Robert Todd Lincoln was there for all three assassinations or not there. He was, I mean, he was obviously, he was Abraham Lincoln's son. He was in Washington DC at the time, but he wasn't at the theater, but then he was, uh, he was there when Garfield was shot and he was, he was, he was, uh, in Buffalo when McKinley was shot. So they're all, he's, he's like a, like a presidential death omen. And it, is that true? And it, yeah. And it that really, sounds right. And it really messed with him his whole life. Um, As it should. You know, and then like when he was a boy, he fell at a train station in front of a train and was saved at the last minute by, by a man named Edwin Booth, John Wilkes's brother. No, no, no. Yeah. No. Yeah. And and all there's all this weird stuff. There was like, you know, I think my favorite my favorite part of it was that um the way Garfield won his nomination. You know, it, when you go to like presidential uh uh when you go to like the the Republican convention, it's a foregone conclusion at that point who's getting the nomination. But in the in the late 1800, you know, in the in 1880 there were you'd go to a convention and you'd still have no idea who was going to win. And at the time there was two Demo- there was two senators from New York that ran the state. They the governor really had no power. Mm-hmm. And when Garfield got the Garfield won against their wishes, Garfield was gonna do something so they resigned from the Senate, knowing that they'd be able to go back to New York and have the governor just appoint them back to the Senate. Right. And, and he wouldn't. So they schemed to get him to, to quote unquote, neuter him of his power. And so they got him appointed to become vice president <laughs> so they could run the state again. Well, they appointed him to be vice president and then McKinley was assassinated and Teddy Roosevelt became president and it totally fucked him. <laughs> so they tried to take all his power away and they ended up making him the president. It's just so fucking cool. And she's such a, she tells her stories in such a weird way that it was very captivating. And I would really recommend if you have access to the audiobook to listen to Assassination Vacation. Okay. That sounds fascinating. It I'm is. It's, it's fucking cool. And I, I have never had any interest of, of like, I don't really care about James Garfield, but now I, he's, it's one of my favorite stories, how he became president. So. I would check that out. That's what I've been geeking on is uh, the forgotten presidents. Okay. Okay. Dobbs. Two things actually. One, we're going to give a very quick shout out to a game that was absolutely lambasted when it came out, and I picked it up on a, on a very deep sale, and I've been absolutely adoring it. Is Mass Effect Andromeda? Hmm. Um, I was a huge fan of the original series, so I, I was very disappointed when the reviews slaughtered Andromeda. Um, but it's been patched, it's been upgraded, and honestly, it's it's a very nice buy for like $10. Um, 
Um, it's, a, it's a very familiar universe, and, and, uh, and I highly recommend it. However, um, a book I've been fascinated by with the last, for the last month is called The Improbable Adventures of Sherlock Holmes. And it's a, it's a series of short stories written by it. It's, got, it's an anthology of short stories of Sherlock Holmes, but it puts the detective and Dr. Watson in all sorts of supernatural scenarios. Um, so they'll grow up against the Cthulhu mythos. Uh, they'll grow up against werewolves. They'll grow up against vampires, which sounds like it sounds like a gimmick. It sounds like a um, just a, a marketing ploy to sell bad Sherlock Holmes books. And there's been so many, <laughs> right? Um, it is phenomenal. It is every story in the book. Almost every story in the book is superb. Um, it, it, it's and it's written by truly phenomenal authors. Contribute Neil Gaiman writes one. Stephen King. Uh, writes one Ian Kirtley writes no one. kidding alright um, so yeah the anthology The Improbable Adventures of Sherlock Holmes every story is different I, I'm a huge Holmes fanatic um, sure and it's very rare that I write that I read modern Holmes which is good and this is absolutely brilliant that sounds um, uh, that sounds the, intriguing and enticing The Improbable Adventures yes mm-hmm. and there is a companion one which is The Impossible Adventures where it's I believe in t- uh, entirely Holmes versus Cthulhu mythos. That's fantastic. But I, but I haven't read that one yet. <laughs> that sounds great. So it's 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 an anthology. Then we're at different authors. So uh, you said Stephen King writes a Sherlock Stephen, Holmes adventure. Yes, Stephen King has written a Sherlock Holmes adventure. It's it's actually not one of the best in the book. It is it is entertaining. Um, and Neil Gaiman also has one. Wow, cool. I'll have to check that out. Hey, how did Cuba go? Uh, well, Cuba is uh, tomorrow going to, when I say elect, the parliament is going to elect. Um, for the first time in 62 years, the president of Cuba will not be a Castro. Wow. Um, it's, an, it's a new guy called Miguel Diaz-Canel, and he is a, well, he's a hardliner who is going to continue the Castro legacy, so it doesn't, it's not going to make a huge difference. Um, doesn't change much. No, for the people on the ground, it doesn't change much. That's a shame. They're still going to be, they're still going to be oppressed, and uh, and the U.S. is going to be blamed for everything in the country. And while the U.S. does have a part to play, that country has been run into the ground by its own leadership. That's a bummer. Sadly, but baby steps. Sort of. On that note. <laughs> Go to iTunes, subscribe, like us, and then leave a review that uh, with what you would like to see on a charcuterie plate. Or and, five star- and five stars. Yeah. That. And then and get bonus points if you just put on there the how awful X-Men Apocalypse is. <laughs> <laughs> Can we get behind my campaigning for Chris Dolby to be recast as Havoc in the next movie? Yes. I, I think yeah. so. We need to get one of them their uh, uh, write-in petitions. Dolby, how tall are you? 6'3". Six, 6'3". Three. Six, oh. three. Okay. Taller than me, shorter than Nick. Perfect. How tall is Nick? Tall enough. Tall enough to win the joust. <laughs> he's like a, he's season two Gregor Clegane. Yes. Oh, okay. could not be more accurate. So he gets defeated by a casting director. 
Yes. Exactly correct. Yes, it's his. Uh, it is. It's his. The man. The man holds me down almost yeah. constantly. Damn him. The man. Shit. Ah, thanks for listening, everybody. Deuces. Dobbs, see you in a few. See you guys. Thanks for coming, buddy. Next week on GeekCast Live. Appreciate the offer. See my microphone smells like garlic. Oh. Why? I don't have a I have no idea.